Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC. The road belongs to us all. A big thank you to our presenting partner, the TAC, for supporting this podcast uh, and in pushing that important message that we do need to do our bit as drivers, cyclists, pedestrians, everyone on the road to make sure we get to our destination in a safe manner. Welcome, Max Gorn. It's good to have you back after another win. Just a regular regular update as we head into the podcast. The D is now undefeated and top of the table. Number win, 14 in a row. Jake Bowie yet to lose, um, which is a mind-blowing stat. Uh, Nathan Jones took him 60 games to get 14 wins and Bowser took him 14. Um, but no, as you can see, uh, without boring everyone on footy because everyone wants to get into the Giro, uh, we have to fight hard in every single game. This this season is relatively competitive and a lot of teams are quite even. So um, it's good that we're winning, but we've got a lot to improve on. Cambo, welcome to the pod. A massive weekend for Tasmania. Uh, and I imagine a big weekend for yourself too, driving the Tasmanian AFL team pitch. You would have been on the phones to Gil, letting him know that the basketball prototype's been working a treat down on the island. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me. It's good to be good to be back on on a preview show for the Giro. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's good down here. Jack Jumpers obviously creating a big buzz. Um, and yeah, hopefully they can get the job done uh, in a in a five game series um, over the next ten days or so. So. Looking forward to it, but really looking forward to the Giro starting um, starting this weekend, which seems to have come around really quickly. Uh, classics have been gone, and we're into the thick of the season now with some with some grand tours. Before we get into the Giro, which has kind of been made, uh, the Giro preview has kind of been made uh, our bread and butter, mainly due to Max's detailed insight that he brings through the uh, Italian amateur scene and his passion for those pro Conti teams. Mm. Uh, thanks to our apparel partner, MAP. If you need any cycling kit, make sure you head to map.cc. They've also got a fresh range of alt-road collection um, to check out online. If you head to their website and need any new kit, make sure you head to map.cc. Max, your excitement levels. I know this is a big grand tour for you, the Giro. It's There's a lot going on. And also, I think like it feels like there's a bit of a... Is it, there's something nice about it that there's no rog and pog there and the options are endless. Yeah, I was, I was looking through the field. And as you know, we go, we go first. Uh, we're not quite accurate, but it's more important to be first, as we know, in the cycling world. So um, one of our tips will know, most likely withdraw uh, before. <laughs> and, and that will probably be Caleb because he's done it to us probably the last five times. Um, but no, it's to see a field that's so open, um, but yet still a short favourite in Carapaz, which is fair. Um, he is probably the out of the whole field, the most proven over the three weeks. Um, but it, yeah, and Vanderpol coming without Merlier and Philipson for the first time to a tour. So he's literally just going to be like riding for every stage, which is pretty cool. Says he wants to finish a grand tour, which is pretty cool in itself as well. Um, so it's exciting. We'll uh, run through the stat sheet or the start list. Um, it's it's actually normally we're looking at this start list and there's no green ticks on pro cycling stats. There's next to none. We are looking at it and there's maybe 50%. We're talking on uh, May the 3rd for uh, reference on the date. Starting off in Ineos Grenadiers, Maxi mentioned this off the top, the bookies' favourite headed up by Carapaz and a pretty strong uh, team in support throughout the 
throughout the mountains, especially. Canberra, have you got him? Is, is, is it right with the bookies having him at short odds? I think so. I um, As soon as I saw the start list, I had a, had a little look at, at what the, the bookies had him at. Thought it, there might be a little bit of value there, but um, unfortunately not. He's, he's red hot. Um, and and fair enough. The, the Giro sort of suits his characteristics a little bit of a, you know, a rider that likes to go on the attack, likes to do things a little bit differently. Um, and the Giro seems to suit those guys that are willing to to race, uh, to take the bull by the horns. Um, and we've seen Ineos generally sort of steer away from what they were doing in the in the Wiggins and Froome days and, you know, having a little bit more of a relaxed approach, a little bit less methodical um, and having more of a bike race than in the past. So, yeah, he, unfortunately, he's my hot favourite. Um, not going to have any surprises here with a Pozza Vivo or a, or a Thibaut Pinot. Um, so I'm going to go with Carapaz and it looks like he's got a, a really good team around him. I think um, he should have Richie Port um, probably as his main man in the mountains. Um Sivakov as well, and then there's some good, good support in, in some good rulers for the Flatlands. Does is is this potentially Richie's last tour? Is this? I assume that he's kind of he's in the mixer for the Tour de France, but it's not a not a guarantee. It's very possible. I, I don't reckon he will do the tour. Um, I, I don't know whether I've heard that or I'm just making that up. Um, and I probably can't see him doing the Vuelta uh, no. a, a week away from retiring. I'm going to go bust your ass around Spain in 40-degree heat. I can't see that happening either. So this is kind of where Richie made his mark in 2010 when he finished in the top 10, wore the pink jersey for a number of days. So maybe there's a little bit of a, um, a, a bookend to his career at the Giro. So maybe that's the angle he's going for. But I hope he, I hope he is in good shape. And um, and can make an impact in this race, and I think he will. I think I've heard slash seen stuff that this is his last Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put that out there just in case it's not. But um, it's an exciting team, Ineos. Like uh, the the new Ineos that we've seen throughout the classics, and what they've been bringing. I feel like they'll be trying to get three into the top ten. They'll be making sure Sivakov um, is nice and aggressive. That's normally how he rides, nice and aggressive. So he'll probably be out there. And Navarez and Castrovia are probably the two best selfless domestics you could ask for. So um, he's, they're, in a, they're in a good spot. Interesting Carapaz too. He's gone for the um, back home with the cook, home-cooked meals. He hasn't raced for two months. So last race was Catalonia. So he's coming in fresh, which I think is a bit of a trend throughout the whole the whole group here. There's no like standouts that are coming in with back-to-back wins that are coming in hot with, um, except for Roman Bardet, uh, that are coming well, yeah, in hot. I mean, there's a couple, but they're not the favourites, you know. Like it's they're Bardet not the favorite, or favourite favourite. So, or and then Yates, is just, Yates has just uh, won a couple of stages over in a in a two point one in Spain. You know, the level's not super high, but he's just tuning himself up nicely. I think. Not only won two stages, then completely blew up on the Queen stage. So he's just delivering it all just before the Giro. Mm, yeah, keeping us guessing. Uh, Ag to a Citron. Stage wins. What do does anything pop out to you from that team list, Maxi? Well, it's lackluster. Is- it's very lackluster, but they do have a stage winner, uh, most famously from his punch up with George Bennett, I think last year at the Giro um, in Vendrame. So, I mean, 
I'm not sure if it's uh, anything else but him. Um, they'll probably get a few guys in early breaks, but yeah, Vendrame is the one. He can win a, a, a reduced sprint, but not when Vanderpol's there, so he probably can't. But um, like a Magnus Court type, who is here as well, they're probably the two. <laughs> so his chances are going to be limited. Yeah, he's behind Vanderpol and Court, but he can get on a podium at some stage. Which yeah. in turn means that AG2R's chances are limited. Yeah, it's, it's a thin list, really. Um, I mean, Van Drame's got the, the number 11. Um, you know, it's, it's thin. Alberson Phoenix, Maxi touched on this off the top, headed up by Vanderpol, and um, that's about it. It's the Vanderpol. I mean, yeah, there's, there's generally no other name. So, like, they, Malia and Philipson, from my recollection, have been in almost every one of Vanderpol's races that I've watched, even the one days. So, to have, him, have them not here... I mean, one, I hope he gets some support from his team, but two, it means he's literally the man for every stage. So we're going to see him going for bunch sprints against Caleb, potentially, which could be cool. There's a lot of sort of stages where they're lumpy, um, where it suits his characteristics perfectly. And, and to hear, Maxi, that you've said that he's looking to finish this, this tour, there's a good five, six stages up for grabs for him here if he wants it. We can get him pink day one. A lot of people will be thinking that, but... Um, it's a nice little lump finish. I think a little category four to finish, maybe even no, less. I think, it's about, I think it's about 4K at about yeah, 5%, yeah. which could it be a little bit too long for him? Is it more maybe a Valverde sort of finish? Um, but I think he, he's a good chance to take to take pink on that first day. And there's a TT on the second day, which is a, an interesting day to have a time trial. Yeah. The first four days is actually, I know we're on the teams, but it goes... Uh, punchers into TTs into the uh, pancake sprint into the GC boys. It's yeah. literally got everything in the first four days. Yeah, no, no warm up positions. That's right. Do it. <laughs> uh, Stana headed up by Vince Nibali. He's back at the Giro. Is this his last? Is this his last lap of Italy? It was obviously been saying that for five or six years, <laughs> Vince. It feels like he's been 38 for uh, forever. I don't even know if he is 38 yet, but he's the sort of guy that you, we, he's 37. We, we always get excited about Vince that he's going to pop up, but I don't know. Is it, is it, is he not going to pop up? I mean, he's coming with, he's coming with a little bit of form. He was, um, he was fourth at the Tour of Sicily, his home race, um, and then had some okay results at the Ardennes. But for me, I think, the best chance for these guys is is through Lopez, um, who I always like to back, and I will be probably putting him in my top three when we come to the end of this program. So overall, I think it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good list. There's a lot of names on the list: um, Dombrowski, Valerio Conti, Fabio Fellini. Is there going to be a lot of uh, non cohesion? Probably, mm. but that's what we like to see from Astana. <laughs> Wouldn't want it any other way, would we? <laughs> <laughs> they've, had a, they've had as mediocre of a year as any team as I went pretty hard on them last time at least they've got a team in this time they've got a team with names um, Astana I don't know what the brand does but I'm sure they'd be happy with the names that are going um, Dombrowski here's my tip Lopez goes unfortunately like he normally does and uh, shits the bed and uh, he ends up getting in breaks and probably winning the polka dot. But Dombrowski leads their GC hopes. He'll finish 20th, but he'll be ahead of Nibley and Lopez. 
you heard here first. No, like, well, Maxi's going to have Lopez at 37th and Cambo's going to have him second on the podium. Yeah. Do we, um, do we get your famous top 30, 30 odd, Max? I've reduced it to 30 today. We'll get okay. it again. Okay, cool. For accuracy. accuracy. Uh, Bahrain victorious, Bill Bow. Starting to come together a few little. He's been awfully consistent. If you go through his pro cycling stats, I don't think he's finished outside the top 10 on a GC this year. Um, on top of that, Poles and also Lander in the squad. This could also be a, a bit of a mess on the GC front. You imagine Lander's just off doing his own thing. This is hard to read. It's very hard to read. So Bill Bauer. And don't forget, Bahrain obviously got a second last year with something that was hard to read as well in Caruso. So they have the they have the team, they have the guts. Bill Bow was incredibly selfless for Caruso last year with that classic image uh, going up the hill. Um, when you look at the field, and this will get into my top 30 later, a lot of them unproven over three weeks. You see Yates and Lopez, these guys are 10 to 4 in those three weeks. Bill Bow was proven over three weeks. Um, so I'll be doing something with him at some point. <laughs> Strong team, Poles, Lander, and Bauhaus will win a bunch sprint. You've heard it here. I can't disagree with much of what you've just said there, Max. Bill Bow is super consistent. He's always there or thereabouts. He's got a good supporting wood poles. Um, and, and also your man, I think, uh, who you tipped for a, a time trial victory, perhaps in this race last year in Yarn <laughs> Tratnik. Yep. Um, who is strong as an ox, but yeah, the more I think about it, the more Bill Bow just might sneak into my top three. I like Bauhaus too, with a couple of couple of second place at Catalonia, a win at Torino. Like it's been a it's been a pretty good year, especially like just those days. There's so many just like hard days that, that aren't categorized climb, but they're just lumpy and all, um, I think fit really really well in Bauhaus's. Um, Fit to his strengths really well. So it's a lot going on in this squad. There's a lot. So much going on. Can we, can we just touch on a little bit more on Lander? Well, we need him to blow up for Bill Bell fans. But if he doesn't blow up, I mean, when he rode, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember where Bill Bell just won. Where did he win? Bill Bell. I believe. Yeah, so Lander was riding as a bit of a domestic there. Okay. And he actually got to the front and like tore some legs apart riding for Bill Bow. And it looked pretty cool, but I'm presuming that was Lander's warm up and the roles were reversed. But we're just, I think we're just predicting Lander to blow up on one stage, aren't we? Or give up. It's either or. I didn't say that. You mustn't be friends with Lander. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, me and Mikhail don't go, don't go back that far. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what's, if, if we think to the review podcast in a month's time, what does this team need to do to get in the five, six, sevens? I think to get in, into those sort of <clears throat> lofty heights mm. um, of, of sixes, let's say. I think I, I don't want to talk about fives. I want to talk about sixes and sevens. I, I think it's a podium for either Lander or Bill Bow. It's a bunch sprint for Bauhaus. And it's another stage somewhere, somewhere with someone. I think that's probably where they need to be aiming to get those those really high scores. Yeah. yeah. Bariani. Just going to hand this one over to Max. I would have thought. Yeah. So I do have obviously strong Italian knowledge. 
Um, but this could be the worst team ever put on paper. Um, and I understand budget and whatnot, but look, there's a lot of teams that are in the same situation that have come with at least one hope to to even get in the top 10 in a stage. And Bardiani have got all things on Sasha Madolo and he hasn't finished top 10 for a long time. So um, they need a Mochetti. They, they, they do need a Matteo Mochetti in this team. But unfortunately, I can't see Bardiani doing much. I see a lot of... Uh... A lot of young riders there. Yeah, yep. That is true. I did used to go up the road. Yep. I looked. I looked through their team, uh, all of them through uh, what they've done this year, and not one of them has even passed fiftieth in any of the races that they've been involved in. So um, there's not much to go for. They're going to be in breaks. Yep. <clears throat> Bora Hansgrove. Couple of G's. Well, lots of like. Lots of GC-ish options. These guys could feel fifth to tenth potentially. That's the that's the range where these guys like to operate, isn't it? It's that fifth to tenth on GC. It's ten minutes down, sort of types. And that's that's I the think, thing to yeah. remember about the Giro is that there is big time gaps. You can see these guys come seventh, eighth, and be losing time a fair way through the Giro. I think Bora paid. I'm presuming Bora pay a big bonus if they get a mediocre seventh. Because um, apart from... And Vlasov is looking unbelievable and hopefully does something podium-esque at, at, at the tour. Um, but these three, and I love Jai Hindley, and what he did at the uh, Giro a couple of years back was pretty impressive. But Kelderman, Bookman, Hindley, like it's... And to be fair, all three of them are completely different riders. Kelderman loves a bit more TT, a little more flat. Bookman needs as many mountains as possible, and he actually is quite good in them. And then Hindley's a bit of both. Um, Leonard Kamenin's going to be the guy that lights up their team, though. He'll he'll be in some cool breaks. He'll be winning some stages for them. So that's where you think they're going to probably should shift their focus to stage wins, you'd I say? one of them will lose time, and let's hope it's Bookman, because Bookman's the man who can then go and win some stages. And those elite groups in the third week that get in the breaks, yeah, like, like a Bok Molomar, who um, no doubt will be in there again. Remember <laughs> this time last year, he went in every single break. I think it was the tour where he went in every break. Um, so yeah, if Bookman loses time, he's 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 the one. But I can't split all three of these ball riders. Do you guys see any of these or any of those three fighting for a podium or or maybe cracking that top five? I don't know if I do. I I, I can't really see it happening. I know Jai was was second here. Um, in a in a Finnish field a few years ago, um, and Bookman, uh, he was fourth in the tour one year, but I don't know whether he's reached those heights since then. And we know Kelderman's super, you know, super consistent, but yeah, just getting on the right side of that top five seems to be his problem in the a grand tour. Him, the thing that helps him is Lander Lopez. These sorts of guys, when they lose a little bit of time, they just go completely off. Where I mm. feel like. A Bookman, maybe not Bookman, but Kelderman and Hindley definitely will like keep hanging in there and hanging yeah. in there and try not to lose time. So that'll help them. I think that's their big hope is that the race plays into their favour and they're just they're just lurking around that that tenth and something goes right. They get in the right move that goes up the road. It takes a little bit of time and puts them back in the race. But I can't see just a, I can't see they're not going to be the kind of rider or team that's going to be controlling the race from the get go and having having themselves in a good position like a, we might see uh, a Carapaz or a Yates down the track when we get to get to their team. 
you know they've got Enrico Gasparotto as one of their DSs? Do you, do you guys remember that rider? Give it to us. You are a DS special. Just two times winner of Amstel Gold, the last time in 2016. So yeah. he's only retired recently. Um, yeah, that, that, that's going to help Kelderman get in the top five? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it was more just the name that I uh, the name that I recognised. I thought I'd um, thought I'd raise. Okay. We talked about Bardiani before going with youth. Cofidis have gone with age. Um, five guys over thirty, and the youngest being twenty-five. They were doing so well with t- like changing their focus from Gimatan. To randomly Izagiri and Geshka, who's just gone and we talked about his Roman D time trial. Like, mm. got finally, some different people. And well, we're back to Guillemartin for the Giro. <laughs> Got to get him in there. Got to get Guillaume in there. Why, why is Geshka <laughs> not allowed in? I mean, that the whole Geshka TT is, you know, probably a whole podcast in itself to, <laughs> to touch on that. I genuinely thought he had retired. <laughs> Uh, but you're right. If he's in that sort of nick, why isn't he a lady in? Or is he going for the GC and the Tour de France? Yeah, along with um, Mark Poudon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it is a little bit It's a little bit stale, isn't it? Just going, throwing Guillaume Martin in there. But like I said, you've got to get those race days into him. He had 80 race days last year, which is a lot. Um, so he's got to get them in somewhere. Looking at the rest of that yeah. list... Does anyone get you excited? Some of these Italian guys, are there any names in uh, Cimoli and Consoni, Max, that tickle your fancy in a you know, 100-man group sprint where maybe some of the big sprinters are dropped? I mean, Cimoli did, just not anymore. I, I, mm-hmm. There is a special Italian sprinter coming right to DSM. We can all already think of who it is, but... Um, it's 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 not Chamoli anymore. Like I yeah. said, he's on the wrong age, the wrong side of thirty now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Androni. See, um, Jeffrey Alexander in there, a guy that I got on a couple of years after, a couple of years ago, the hero after he won a stage at the Alps, and he uh, yet to uh, enter the top fifty, I think, of the Giro after that performance. So. Might leave this one to Max. Pretty sure he made my top 38 last year, Jeffrey, and he, he let us down. Um, I think he missed every group. Like, I, I actually can't even remember seeing him race, which was disappointing for someone who made the top, the, I mean, the exclusive top 38. Mm. Um, oh, it's a, like, it's not, it's not a strong team. Another uh, Estian, is that, what's that country in Africa where Gramai is from? Eritrea. That's the one. Another one, which is rare. But I mean, now we've got two Eritrea boys riding. Um, but yes, no, not much. They uh, Jeffrey is their man. And let's hope he does have some legs and can pinch maybe one of those later stages in week two or three. Culturally very diverse. It is a global team. Uh, team. Only two Italians on it. We've got an Eritrean, uh, wherever Jefferson's from, somewhere in South America. Looks like Romania, Ukraine. Colombia and Argentina. It's crazy stuff for a, for a political, for an Italian team. 
not that we're a political uh, podcast, but let's get into it. Where, <laughs> where are we at with the with the Russia and Ukrainian cyclists? Have they been allowed to participate? Russia in, in particular have been allowed to participate under their same flag? Is Ilona Zakharin even written yet? I can't even remember. I mean, Vlasov, it's difficult to hear. If you've seen Vlasov, um, he's got a white flag against his name. Okay. Sivakov is all of a sudden French in this. In yeah, he's now French. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I believe there was a little bit of chatter around banning. The bigger, the bigger question more is around the, the worlds and the, the, the Olympics and the Com games and that kind of thing and how they, how they fit into those bodies. But I think cycling had about five minutes of pretending that it kind of had the, the influence to shape how it would work. But I, I think we got to uh, just changing their. And they realize mind. they realize no one in Russia knows who Ilnor Zakharin is. But yeah, Ukraine on the start list is is that Panama? There's nineteen or something. What's uh, that? Sorry, and Andrei Panoma, nineteen years old from the Ukraine, two thousand and two boy. Good on him. Sign up for the Giro. Just a quick one on on our our boy Ilner. He's um he's retired. He retired oh. at, at at the first day of March this year. So um, that is a, that is around this whole time. It does coincide with the the the, the war time, unfortunately. Um, so I'm not sure whether Gazprom Rusvelo has, has ceased. I think they might have. So, hmm. yeah. And no more footage of, of, of Ilna on the downhills. Bring back the Tusha. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased there isn't a Katusha because that would have been a massive dilemma. For that would have been a nightmare. That would have Absolutely. Been. <laughs> uh, EF education, easy post. We've touched on Magnus Court being there. He's... He's normally just there for the Tour de France and the Welter to pick up four stages at the back end of the year for EF, but this year he's, he's gone to the Giro to open things up a little bit earlier. And you'd like to think that it does suit him, except for the fact that Matthew is in the race. As mediocre of a year as Astana, EF. Um, so they've, they've come out blazing here as well. Uh, Hugh Carthy, I haven't seen being a group of less than 10 since maybe three years. Um, so I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if Hugh's their man. He's, he's here again, but their other, their other Brit, Simon Carr impresses me. Um, even to a point where I say Carr beats Carfi. Yep. And then Ch- Chavez will do something cool at some stage. You excited to see Chavez back, Max? I am. I haven't got used to him riding for EF yet. Um, I've just, I, he's, I mean, ever since the doco, um, what's the Mitchelton Scott doco, the one for all, that's just, it just made you love Chavez, didn't it? Um, so yeah, getting used to EF is a bit different, but hopefully he does something. I'm actually, he's the kind of guy who does stuff like this, especially when he's got two other GC hopes at Mitchelton. He was, um, always the hope. Now he's got the two Brits that hopefully will take a bit more attention and Chavez just sneaks up the road. What's the par for these boys here? Is it is it two stages? Is, is there two stages in that group? There is. I think Carthy 
Chavez and Carr had to win one between them. And then and, and, and Magnus will Magnus. maybe pick one up somewhere. Magnus will try and get one. I think I think Magnus v Matthew in a flat bunch sprint. Who knows? I don't know what Matthew's like on a flat bunch. I mean, we've seen him head to head in small groups finishes in classics, but what's he like on a bunch? Would be good. Yeah, I like Magnus too to pick out like one of those just grippy hard days at the in the third week of the year. I just to pick the right move and just torch everyone when they get to the line. <laughs> Eola. Is that right? Yeah, this is this is yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite teams. The Contador uh Brad Wiggins sort of combo, this is. Um I love these top two riders. Fortunado and Albanese. Fort- Fortunado will finish their highest in GC and potentially like a top 15 type setup. And mm-hmm. Albanese can ride. Okay. Talk to us about Albanese. What do you like about him? Well, he's just Classy rider, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's more um, he's more classics and has been. Um, I think he's just over the age of uh, young Jersey. I'm not sure. I thought he was young, but... Yeah, he's 25. He's just turned 25. 25. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but Fortunato's my man. Okay. Well, I'll be keeping a close eye on those two then as, as the Giro progresses. Is there, a sta- is there a stage win in this team? Is that... Is that asking too much? Well, Fortunato won a stage last year. Um, and from memory, it was a pretty good stage. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, it's a, so Bernal was fourth, Tratnik second. So if you remember Tratnik and Fortunato got away from the group in the break and yeah. held on. Mm. And to beat Tratnik in, out of a breakaway is, is serious business. Yeah. yeah. Was that oh, the okay. one that we got Contador carrying on on the video? While I think it was. Likely. That now rings a bell. Yeah. 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 Group Palmer FTJ, a big couple of weeks for them um, in terms of Stanley Street Social's perspective with uh, Tebow picking up a stage win. He's back. Restructure the tour team. Cross out everything he had planned. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think the story here and the angle here is that they're trying to um, – Rewind the clock. Was it to 2020 or 2019 where Arnold tore shreds off this race? Yeah. A lot of the same boys are back. Guaneri, Conovalabas, Sinkledom, and Miles Scottson. They're all here. These boys are a committed deluxe to a lead out train. Actually copied and pasted the. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. To that that race. I, I don't think Demar's won a race since that Giro. So. They're just trying to replicate everything. And, um, yeah, I, I really like it that they're going very hard at, um, at that. And then they got Valter, who will sort of nip away at a, at a top 15 on the general potentially. I'm sure Max has got him in there um, as a top 15 sort of prospect. So there's a lot to like about this list. Um, they're coming in with some serious intent. Every now and then FDJ do something cool where you go, oh, they're going to get Stora. Or Kung and uh, Madhu do some cool things in the classics, and then they just go bam back to Demar and his seven disciples, <laughs> <laughs> riding full gas for a fourth. It's going to be great to watch, isn't it? <laughs> They're going to give him a lot of chances, that's for sure. Aren't they? What was- a shame! He would have been hating when he saw Kevin Caleb say yes to this. Yeah, four four stages in the points class he picked up in twenty twenty, and yeah, hasn't picked up uh, anything since. Yeah. Yes, you are right though. Volta uh, held the pink jersey for a numerous amount of days last last year. Mm. 
Um, I think one of the first Hungarians to do to do so. So he'll be he'll be right up there again, and right an impressive yeah. this year. What what do we what do we need for a pass from them? I think demand needs to win a stage. I think he needs to win a stage. Yeah, one. I think just one, given that that uh, Yuan and Cavendish are here and to yeah. sort of top top level. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm not putting Matthew in a in a tier one bracket. I'm, pu- I'm putting put- Matthew in the bracket to clean up everything else that those two aren't going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. there, I mean, we're not on to the next team yet, but is there one little inform uh, mm-hmm. African maybe little, upset yeah. at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. <laughs> we may as well roll into <laughs> the next team, into Marshall and <laughs> yeah. Max, take it away. <laughs> the form team of the tour. It is... Yep. They are doing some special things, and they've got names that'll be able to do something. I mean, remember Taco Vanderhorn did his special thing last year right here. Um, they're doing all sorts at the moment. Taramay rode away from them the other day at Romandy, I think. Potsavivo, uh, Flakey's boy, hopefully might do something. Yan okay. Hurt, again, that's just a name, but hopefully Yan Hurt can do something. But then our boy, Gamay. Is he going to be able to go head to head with uh, with Matthew? Not every stage, but he'll pick his no. one. He'll pick his one. One, two. How excited <laughs> are you about him, Max? How impressive was it? Do we? I mean, I'm trying to think back to the to the day he won. It was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Oh yeah, uh, everyone was there. Yeah, all the names were there. So, was Van Art? In that group as well. Oh, I can't and I just uh, who was there? I need need to pull this data up because they deserve they deserve some airtime here. By the way, after the season that they've had, um, Gent Weevilgum, who was so there? They beat, beat Laporte, Stoyan, Merlier, Mahorich, Christoph, Van Art. Yeah, of yeah, everyone was there. I mean, he's been drinking. He's been drinking champagne now for four weeks back in Africa. But <laughs> I've got hope for him. I'm, and it's an exciting team. They mark my words. Want to be the form team? They will. They will do something. Yeah. You wouldn't think it's a thing in cycling, but there is a bit of a, a bit of a team momentum, a bit, bit, bit of a team belief that people jagging wins somewhere. You believe that you can do it. As well, so I think there's a there's a stage minimum here for this group. On to the next group. Um, from things going exceptionally well and being on the up, rising team, all happening to someone that's been on the down. I think for the last three years now, consistently, Israel Premier. Paddy, Be- pa- pa- no, Paddy, Paddy yeah. Bevan had a good week last week in Romandy. The, 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 the only problem is the only thing. The only problem is Paddy Bevan's not on this start list. He's not here. He's not here. There's a lot of this is a this reminds me a little bit of a couple of teams that EF have put out. A lot of names that we all recognize, but what are they gonna do? <laughs> there's Zabel, there's Dowsett, Demarkey, Matthias Brandel. A lot of names that we're all familiar with, but I don't know, when when the rubber hits the road, are they good enough to win? Has Giacomo won a race since the Euros? 
He hasn't won a race this year. And he obviously won. He had a hot patch just before the Giro last year. I'm pretty sure Euros was. <laughs> uh, he, he did win a stage at the Giro last year. I imagine that was his first ever Giro win because I think he had the had the record for the yeah. most seconds. Yeah. Um, so he had to go back to the Giro last year. So it's 12 months without a win. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, he won a he won a one day in Spain last year in August, yeah. which everyone's talking about. <laughs> so yeah, uh, again, it's one of those names that we we associate with the results, but in reality, it seems unlikely, especially with the the names of Ewan and Cavendish there. So, yeah. Demarkey in one of these breaks, maybe he's a he's a he's a wise old guy now. Um, we saw Dowsett win a stage in the Giro last year, was it? So the Vuelta it was definitely a Grand Tour, no but. Fun. Welter, um, yeah, I can't see these guys doing much. Sans, Paddy Bevan. Mm. I think if you're doing a game of count the jumper as much as times as you see them, I think Israel is a more finished bottom. You'll see their jumper the least. <laughs> <laughs> Which also firms out uh, that they'll be relegated as of next year. Yeah. Okay. Which is another new Still thing got- that's just floating around the UCI, the. World Tour Peloton. I wonder what that means for Froomey's contract. It will be interesting. Pretty embarrassing that one of the top five for spend could be relegated. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think Lotto was still potentially facing the same fate too. That's why they signed um, the African national champion, uh, the African continental champion and uh, an old Spanish bloke who's been torching (laughs) low-level Spanish races for their points. So um, the system is a little bit flawed in in that way. One of many flaws. Jumbo Visma, uh, Tommy D throwing back the clock at the top of the list and a pretty Dutch heavy squad. Yeah. He's not enough, not enough time trialing and also a little bit too late for Tommy D. Or what are we thinking he's here for? It feels a bit like that. I'm sure Max has got a few names on here that he likes in, in Omen and Bauman. How, no, how are they missed, tracking along? You missed the one I like, Tobias Foss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting team. You know, they like to dominate races and be present. Um, there's not much going on here, especially if Tom's not going well. So, um, Omen and uh, Bowman are both great domestiques. If one of them has to do majority of the work, if Domelan loses time, I'm not sure. Tobias Foss, he rode pretty evenly with George Bennett at this race last year, and they both finished around 9th or 10th. From memory, ninth. That's good from yep. you. So there, yeah. So I'm going all in for Tobias Foss personally. What is it? Yeah, I, 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 well, just just quickly on that, I probably agree. I don't know whether Tommy D can get back to that level. Um, and I guess Eduardo Eduardo Fini could be a a smoky little chance for that time trial on stage two, along with Joss Van Enden. Come second this time last year for Feeney, didn't he? I think so. Mm. With no um, Ineos, TT, Ging, what's his name? Garner. No Garner yep. here. So the door's open for him. I do agree, though, with Maxi, though. Some of these boys that are normally in support, Uman and Co, could be just floating around that top 10 area for a GC, mm-hmm. seeing what happens um, with the long three weeks ahead of them. Lotus Sadal, head up with Caleb. 
that's their option. Matthew Holmes yeah. maybe for a late late breakaway, but feels like they're coming to cash in on those those sprint stages. Yeah, and the important thing is he's got he's got big Roger there, um, who seems to every time Caleb wins, Roger does a lot of the good stuff. So he's his go to man, I think. Not sure how much help uh, Van Hook or Matthew Holmes will be through <coughs> that have a right to go for something else, but. Everyone else, Thomas again even gets involved in the in the lead outs as well. So it's a pretty Caleb strong team. Get to have that green tick. So I'm guessing Jasper Boyce comes in as well. We know how highly Caleb rates rates I think him. Jasper's out with injury. Is he? I think there's still there's still one name to come onto that onto that team sheet. They're one short. Hmm. And they're a few points short. So, well, but the challenge is, like you talked talking about the UCI points before, Cambo, I think a, a stage is not worth that much in the UCI point system. So this isn't going to fix their dramas completely unless they somehow pull off a GC podium. Mm. What's, what's the par here for these guys? Is it two stages? I think two. And, yeah. and they'd be hoping Caleb can, can hold on in stage one. It's a big ask, but they'd be massive hoping. ask. That'd be possible. massive getting pink early. Yeah. Yep. Another team that's looking to probably get the pink off the bat with the oldest man in the race, Alejandro Valverde, movie star. Before we go into can I clear up? Has anyone seen any press on Valverde if he's planning to hold on GC at all? I haven't seen seen anything to suggest either way. He's got legs at the moment, man. And proven over three weeks. Three weeks. Like a lot of up and riders. <laughs> there could be another mediocre top five finish for Alejandro. He's got more miles in the legs than anyone else in the race. And yep. finally, no one else on the team that wants to do their own thing. It's a good point. He will have full license here to do whatever he wants. Um, I think pink jersey on day one is a legitimate possibility for, for Valverde. Um, I don't know the data on this, but he'd have, have to probably be the the oldest wearer of the, the pink jersey. Is he coming on 40? That's um, a relatively safe bet, that guess. I'd say so. Um, but, I mean, the, re- the rest of this list doesn't really provide me with a whole lot of excitement, really, unless there's any names there that pop out for you boys. No, I mean, they're, they're, I'm glad they finally got a sole leader, and I've got Alejandro for that reason finishing quite high. Okay, look forward to that. Um, it could be a tough tour for Will Barter. I hope he speaks Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. It's 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 led by the all time great Valverde on a Spanish team with eighty percent of the squad being from Spain. And there's Sosa, whose uh, first language is Spanish. Pretty much Spanish too. <laughs> Quick step, Alpha Vinyl, Cav. This time last year, we weren't talking about Cav as a sprinter. He went to the Tour de France, won a bucket of stages. Now he's back in a massive way. He's got Morkoff and his boys there. Quick step, need wins. What's, what's he going to pick up? Talk about copy and pasting. It's it's they've taken Cavs team minus one man to show their jumper on the hilly stages in James Knox, but mm-hmm. the other lads are all in for Cav. Yeah, 
yeah, they're serious. This could be some good sort of old school sprint frame v sprint frame sort of setup. Again, probably as Lotto, I think two stages is probably a par for these guys. Um, I'm not sure what sort of Nick Cavendish is coming in at, but with a squad like that, you'd imagine that they're they're pretty bullish on his form. It's exciting. I'm already picturing Quickstep and FDJ just next to each other going crazy into the last mm. turns of some corners. Yeah. With Michael Morco there, yeah, you're always a good chance. So I um yeah, I, I think you can chalk them up for at least one. I think the Ballerini part helps as well. Knowing Morkov can be there literally right until the last stride, which is yep. that was some of Cab's really tough wins of the tour was when Morkov pretty much come third. Mm-hmm. Team bike exchange, Yates is back. There's been lots of talk about him being there. GC, he's been so close before. Team needs a good GC. But I don't mind the squad that they've built around him. It's, you know, there's... It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, th- these guys have often found themselves in the firing line with us, um, reference their squad selection for Grand Tours, and I don't think we can come in on them hard on this list. I think it's a good list. Simon Yates is the clear leader. Some good helpers in Housen, Hamilton and Craddock, um, and then some workhorses in, in Hepburn and, and Neil Jensen, Callum Scottson. Don't know a whole lot about Matteo Sobrero, but I think it's important to have an Italian there just for the <laughs> funny, optics. Funny enough, can can TT? Okay, I'm not sure if that helps uh, anyone, but um, could help himself pun- on stage too. Yeah, a lot of the pundits out there have said Ineos and UAE sort of with Almeida and Carapaz win this purely because of team strength, and that's where um, Bike Exchange might let themselves down. But I disagree with them. I don't. I think we rate. Lucas and Damien a lot more than maybe other countries do and mm-hmm. um, other commentators do. But it's Yatesy's going to have two or three there in a, when the group's down to 40 still, which is what he needs. Yeah. I like and Yul Jensen can also climb well too on his day if he wants. There's that nice little in-between as well, just like – and then also just the big boys for the Flatlands as well. I like the – I like going after the Giro. I like that this is they've gone, you know what, we're not going to keep Yates back. We're not going to try and beat the the big two Slovenians at the Tour de France. We're going for the Giro d'Italia. Um, let's yep. win the bike race. Does it worry you what's coming for the tour? <laughs> it does does put a bit of a well, but you have to go, you have they have to construct a stage winning team around the tour. Yeah, it'll be Michael and the new sprinter, uh Caden. Caden, yeah. Groda Wangen as well. You forget Groda yeah, Wangen's on the squad. Mm. Something um, worth noting that I got barbecued for this time last year was mentioning the fact that Michael Hepburn is a, a veteran of the Giro. He only had five under his belt. He's now got six, lining up for his seventh. Is he right, one more year away. One more year away from calling call, call him a veteran. Okay, noted. But good to have Happy there just to rally the troops, get everyone, oh, get everyone excited. And got to have Happy there. Got to have one Hepburn or one Durbridge there just to just to keep the team moving. Important. Team DSM. Roman Bardet's come off his big win. He's got the GC um, at Alps sorted. He's ready to go. He's headlining his team. Well, they're relevant again. 
they're back. They um they had a bad year, and now Bardet and I mean loyal listeners of Stanley Street Podcast would know that I cleaned up on Aaronsman the other day uh, getting the post finish. Yeah, I'm hoping Alex has got the audio grab for this here, Max. Yeah. Um, so I, I throw a lot out there and some come up, some don't, but picking a, I don't know how old he is, let's say 23-year-old, 24-year-old to finish on the podium, uh, I think was pretty impressive. <laughs> it was it was a super hot tip and he's got himself into the, into the Giro here. He's only 22, by the way, so mighty young. Bardet will kind of be the the pawn, um, you know, the the guy taking the the limelight with the, the number one nine one. But I, I think Arsman he he could do a do a top ten here the way he was moving um, two weeks ago. And they've got a domestique to share until they need to decide who is the king. They've got obviously mm-hmm. Hamilton, um, but they're taking two sprinters, and I've I, I mean. I'm not sure if Bowl is a sprinter anymore, just out of curiosity. He doesn't seem to like to finish within the top tens. But um, the best of the local Italians, Alberto Denisi. <laughs> he is the man who who I think Italy can hold. Oh, Giacomo Nozzolo obviously is their man, but I think mm-hmm. Alberto Denisi could be their man for a, for, a, for a sprint win. Is he a real Italian sprinter sort of type? My, I think he gets over... Um, and when I say hills, Matteo Moschetti can't get over a speed hump, but mm-hmm. um, I think Alberto Denisi can actually get to maybe um, the end of a stage that's got a Category Four climb in there. Yeah, that's a big. He's actually one of the one of one of the best Swiss to put together for a little bit. DSM, we've been hard on these guys a lot, often at the Giro, um, but there's a fair bit on that on that list that they can they can do. More importantly, too, their list has um, performed well in the lead-up. They've come, they're coming in with a bit of confidence. They've got some runs on the board. For those that mi- missed mm-hmm. it, um, Maxi tipped Araman for a top three or top five top of Tour of Alps. Podium. It was a podium. Put his money on the line, too, and uh, reaped big rewards. When he slipped on there. What, what, what pricked your attention to uh, put that wager down, Max? I've been a fan of Aronsman for a little bit um, and I've, I've watched him sort of when he falls off the back of groups, he's slowly getting more and more and more um, and he'd actually been in good form coming into this race with with Bardet um, and it looked weak. It was Bill Bow and Bill Bow only, you know. Mm. Um, so I was excited to, to see what DSM could do. How much value do we put on Roman's victory then? Is there... Is that going to play? Oh, a I mean, he's, is he in good nick. Like, obviously, he's, he's in good in nick, the, but is he going to feature in the back end of the Giro? He falls in the group of the proven to not be able to handle three weeks, but there's a lot of them, and it's a new Roman Bardet on a, on a new team who went to DSM to ride in the classics, and now he's leading the Giro two years later. Um, it's like Jeremy Howe went to Collingwood to play forward, and then ended up in the back line after round five. I think you just go to where. You, your best football slash cycling is. And I think Roman's best cycling is riding GC, not riding the classics. Tracy. Although he was very, it was very nice of him to go to Alaphilippe's aid and try and pull him out of the ditch the other day. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Maybe that's his yeah. good role in classics, but you're a GC man. Um, the next team, speaking of Italian sprinters, he's not on the start list, disappointingly, but Mahorek's been disappointing. Wins, wins in Greece. Mosch- yeah. Moschetti. Moschetti. Colin, Colin, 
Cullen's sent through. Um, they're all in for Ciccone. And unfortunately, that meant um, Mochetti's, his, I mean, unbelievable wins uh, in Greece. Um, we actually not only couldn't recognise another rider he beat, we couldn't actually get their names out as well, out loud. They were that unique, um, some of the riders who's beat him. A good track took a full team over there to support him. Um, but no, they're all in for Ciccone. And unfortunately, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I see Molima again being their best hope to get a stage win, but I just don't see the Chikoni love. Oh, I tend to agree a lot. It's 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 a it's a it's a tenth to fifteenth sort of GC sort of quality rider. We know he has got a good week in him. Maybe he's got a good two weeks in him, but over three it just seems to have not been able to prove himself and to leave a guy like Moschetti out of this list who's in red-hot form, obviously, winning uh, winning races in Greece. Italian, always going to, you know, run a top five in these sort of filthy sprints. Um, I feel like maybe he could have come in for an Edward Toons, perhaps, um, in the home race. So, overall, a little bit of a, a disappointing team they've put through, I think, here, Trek. They could change my mind to Coney comes out early and just goes... I'm going to ride stage wins and lose a hell of a lot of time. and then Which hey, is where he's best. They've got a great duo. Yeah, which is what he's best at doing is, is hunting out, sniffing stage wins in the mountains. He's good at that. But to be at the, the high intensity for three weeks, I just don't see it. Mm. I'm happy to be proven wrong, though. This is, this is a very Trek team for me. Just There's no real direction. I think Ciccone <laughs> in the third week when he's – 37 minutes down on GC is is a good option, but mm. just sitting eight minutes down, well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Last team on the last team on the list, UAE Emirates, headed up by Jao Almeida. Can he go the distance, Max? Is he going to be there on the podium? Is he a genuine three week rider? What are your thoughts? The answer is yes. Um, Three Portuguese riders, like that has to be something pretty cool. Like to be able to ride with Oliveira and Costa um, might be pretty special for Almeida, might be what he needs. He's got one of the best domestiques in the land in Davide Formolo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get a lot of help in the mountains from Fernando Gavilia, um, which is, I mean, obviously Gavilia, it just does not make sense. The amount of work I've seen him doing at the front of Pelotons, him and Trenton, get out of UAE. <laughs> riding at the front, riding full gas for like Pog and like <laughs> go somewhere where you can ride for yourself, please. I reckon they might get their chance here, Gaviria and uh, Richetza. They're going to have the, the freedom on the flat stages to go for the finishes. I think between the two of them, <laughs> um, sort of you know, creative operators, I feel like they might be able to jag a win between, between the two of them if they can get it right. Ulysses a red hot chance actually for pink on stage one just quietly like if Almeida loses time early they have the best stage hunting team in the in the in the peloton yeah I can't see it happening I, I I can see Almeida really going for the victory in this race yeah he, he's he's consistent he never really blows up big time when he does he always seems to hang on and claw his way back and, and never gives up and can do do a good time trial as well, which is, you know, as we know, very important. It means Costa, Kobe, Diego and Davide Formula are probably riding all for Almeida at some point. Yeah. And that's the list. 
before Max goes through his top 30, do you want to give us your top three or how many you prepared, Campbell? You can go 30 as well. Yeah. No, no, I'll just do a top three. I'm not sure whether I've ever, ever got one of my top three in top three, not necessarily in order, just generally <laughs> never in the top three. Um, I'm sure positive Evo will be in there. So, No, unfortunately, he's not in there this time. Um, cookie cutter with, with Carapaz at number one. It's hard to disagree with the bookies. Um, I'm going to go uh, Simon Yates in second. Uh, and Joe Almeida in third. That is a cookie cutter. Top it's cookie three. cutter, isn't it? It really is. Um, it I, sounds I like want... a man desperate for a result. With his <laughs> 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 I, you know, I, I wanted to squeeze Lopez in there. I wanted well, to squeeze Bilbao in there. Give us a smoky. A, a, gen- a genuine smoky. Yeah. Um, you ever think about your smoky? My top three, I think Yates is going to win the Giro. His team is underrated. I think his team's good and he's got the XP points and he'll go the three weeks for me. Yep. Two, Bill Bow will just chip his way through this tour. Just, just, you won't see him the whole race except for just finishing fourth, sixth, seventh, lose 10 seconds here, lose 20 seconds there, but he'll never lose genuine time. Um, and Carapaz will round out the podium in third. Don't mind that. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I've got Carapaz winning as well. Um, I don't mm-hmm. like going the boring Ineos pick every single time, but um, they've got the strongest team. They've got the strongest riders in the, in, 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 in the hills, and Carapaz is the strongest proven three-week rider. That's my theme. I've gone three-week riders. Uh, so Bill Bow is second, um, and Almeida is third. I think they're the three most proven three-week riders. And then we'll quickly go through them, try not to fall asleep. Uh, Yates and Valverde round out the top five. Um, Valverde, yeah, yeah, Valverde will hold on to fifth. He'll be 10 minutes down, but he'll hold on to fifth. Um, then Bardet, Port, Lander, and then the two Bora boys, Kelderman and Bookman. Uh, Sivakov, Aronsman, Ciccone, Bok Molima, Jai Hindley, Guy Martin, Hugh Carthy, Volter, Dumoulin, Voss, Potsavivo. You'll be happy. He's 20, 22nd. <laughs> Formolo Chavez, Lucas Hamilton in 25th, Nibali Carr, Dombrowski, Miguel Angel Lopez in 29th, okay. just in front of White Poles. Smokey is going to be. Um, it's Hugh Carthy. It's, I'm going to go Hugh Carthy. Oh, uh, against Max. Max has been hard on him. I'll come in and. And provide some support for Carthy. Um, what classifies as smoky? Does he need to make a top five for it to be accurate? Mm. Okay. Max, do you want to talk yeah. through any of your top, maybe your 20 to 30 or your teams? Anyone you want to touch on in that? He's probably, Smokey's probably Valverde fifth, but uh, to be fair, he's come fifth a lot. Um, Tobias Foss is the one. He's in a strong team. They have a strong team. Um, and he's the best TT out of Bowman. Uh, and who was the other domestic? I uh, Sam Uman. So he probably is leading them going into the hills. Um, so I reckon they'll ride for Tobias Foss at some point. And that's where we're all saying if Dumoulin uh, loses time, which I think we will. So he's he's the one. Lorenzo Fort- Fort- Fortunato, I love, like I said, but he's in a real weak team. So he's going to be somewhere deep. 
Um, I said Dombrowski ahead of Nibali and Lopez. The, the the Astana battle was a battle within itself. I can't mm-hmm. wait. To, I can't wait to see that. Yep. Um, and Aronsman. I had Aronsman quite high. I had him just behind the two Bora boys in Kellerman and Bookman. Fosti come ninth last year at the Giro on the GC2. 11 minutes and 44 seconds down. I just so feel like they're too strong of a team to have no presence uh, in, in mountaintop finishes. So, I mean, it's easy to say that. It's one thing to get it done, but I feel like one of them will be there. Yeah. Any last comments? I've got Richie, Richie top 10. Did you guys agree? I it, yeah, like I can see, <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, but I feel like he's going to be doing doing work and just sitting up and just losing bucket loads of time. But there'll be it days where yeah. he'll go up and down. He'll go up and down the GC, like up twenty places, down fifteen, back up again, um, because his performances on his good days will be that good. Just the mm-hmm. way I picture the race. Is Carapaz being that strong and other teams nowhere near him that Castrovio and Navarez could still be in the lead group when they cross the finish line type setup? Mm. But Richie may not be doing that much work. It's possible. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't mind it. Um, we know that he can do a good TT as well, which is important. Um, and I think having a, a big mountaintop finish on stage four, um, if you can really distance yourself from a lot of people, only four stages in, then you've got something to protect. So if he's there at the top of Mount Etna with the front group, I feel like we could see maybe Richie protect his position. I think he's as close as he'll ever be to the uh, Australian domestiques for the winner of the Australian title in this race. So I think uh, Chris Hamilton, Lucas Hamilton and Damien Housen will all be right on his tail this, this time around. <laughs> Any last comments, Cambo? No, no, nothing. Um, Nothing else to add, add from me. Just looking forward to, to getting underway and I'm sure we'll um, do some pods throughout. And uh, like Max said off the top, the good thing is that we get to see everyone's gets tested in the first first few days of the Giro. So we get a little bit of everything. So we'll have a good indication of how everything's tracking, ready for it to be completely different by the end of the bike race. There will be, mark my words, there'll be a stage win to each of these three names. Bauhaus, Leonard Kamner, and Lorenzo Fortunato. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Cambo. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys.